Garage fam, welcome to the NASCAR race recap. Daytona Coke Zero Sugar 400 is Daytona. Daytona. Da- oh, the weekend of Daytona is what we're calling it. It was. Uh, it was not so much of a Daytona weekend, though, according to car numbers, except for Tyler Reddick. Shout out to Red Dog. He made the playoffs. Finished P5. Remarkable Wilders. comeback. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was very shocked that he was able to finish with a top five but it is daytona or deltona in that case so deltona survives deltona it, it was deltona because of the eight deltona dale jr tona just deltona all right so we'll leave it at that 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 way it leaves it vague for all the dales in the world there's a lot of dales out there uh only Anybody one named dale. dale is great that's very true very true only one dale we r.i.p rest his soul He's uh he is the Dale. You know we never followed up with that guy at Hooters that was talking about uh, Turn Three Club. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. How the hell were we supposed to follow up? I mean, probably like going walk to Turn, to turn three. three. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that guy was just like on meth or crack or something and just like made that up. There, there was a lot of those types of people that were out there. Uh, big whoa. Uh, by the way, uh, we are we are currently en route. Uh, we are watching the road and talking in microphones uh, right now as we drive. Someone almost just wrecked right in front of me. Great way to start the podcast. It was uh, it was great, but Jesus luckily for Christ. us, there's no cameras rolling. It's just audio, and you have us in your ears. We are in a car while you're probably in your car driving. Uh, also, NASCAR, those guys drive in cars. So maybe we should just start doing the podcast, the race recaps, in a vehicle. Um, every every Sunday, maybe that's what we should do. No, absolutely not. No, the one timer. This is a little less enjoyable than being set up at a at a nice, delicious Hooters with some wings, uh, some fried pickles, Mountain Dew, Pepsi. Very I don't true. Know. Or even on a on a uh, on a bus on top of a shitty cooler's bus. I don't Amen. Know. Amen to that. Speaking any, of, the last few setups have been fantastic, and now I'm in a car driving. Yeah, with but, a microphone. But we still have shitty coolers. We have things that that keep our uh, keep our, our drinks and our food cold. Shout out to Shitty Coolers, by the way. If you haven't yet, go to shittycoolers.com. Use promo code Garage Guys, and you're going to save fifteen percent off of anything you order on that fucking site. It's a guarantee. Again, promo code Garage Guys. They have coolers, backpack coolers, bucket inserts for your bucket. You can order shirts, the Do It For Dale shirt that I wear a lot. Uh, it, it is there, but it's just pre-sleeves cut. So you can cut the sleeves when you get it at home if you want that style. Um, also, the button-down that you've seen Dale wear uh, is a Sexy-ass shirt. It is. It's very breezy. You can get all that on shittycoolers.com using promo code GARAGEGUYS. Save money. Little Dicky once said it. We're going to save that money. That's what we're here to do for you. Go get okay. you some patches. Get you some patches. Cheap, looks awesome. Stick them on your cooler. Make it a shitty cooler. It's a beautiful thing. All right, so we did that. So let's go ahead and just talk about the race in general. We had a fantastic time in Daytona this weekend. We got to go to uh, the Xfinity race. Got rained out. We were there that night. Met up with some good friends. Shout out to Mamba, Black Mamba on Twitter. If you don't follow Mamba, get over there and do that. Uh, got to hang out with our guy Chris Blackmore. We met Chris on race day, which was cool. Uh, met a good bit of people. Exit our guy Exit from the oh, Discord. Yeah. Exit two sixty one DB. We uh, met him. Big garage guy. Big time garage guy. 
I thought it was pretty awesome how all that unfolded at the at the Hooters on Saturday when we were there for the event that they had the cornhole event. Shout out to all of the great people at the Daytona Hooters. Shout out to Exit Exit Two Sixty One's parents too. Yeah, great people. Love them. great family. Great, awesome Hooters family right there. I think her mom, her mom, his mom is definitely Garage Mom now. She got a photo with Garage us. Mom. Yeah, there you go. Got a garage. Like got a the, Garage Mom. The bumper stickers that they used to have, like when your kid did, like got honor roll or was an honor student, like we should get like Garage Mom. Pla- I will stickers. plaster that on my car, Garage Mom. Hundred percent. You're honor. a Garage Mom now. No, just well, I can be. I mean, could be if it's I wanted 2021. to. It's 2021. Well. I'm Garage Dad. How about that? <laughs> there we go. Garage Dad Dale. Yeah, all the way. So just met some incredible people, got to chill out. Uh, pretty surreal moment on uh, on Pit Road, would you say? This was your first time on Pit Road in Daytona. How did how was the atmosphere? Just explain it as you being out there for the first time. Yeah, just the energy. It's such a high-energy race. We were talking about this earlier. Like, I feel like the three like highest-energy races of the year, like the Daytona 500, um, either of the talladega races i've always gone to the fall race i've heard i hear mixed reviews spring is better i don't know i'll get to experience it next year but and then the did i say bristol night race already bristol night race daytona 500 and talladega but the energy from this race and the crowd the crowd was great Uh, a lot of people on pit road a lot of people in the infield the energy walking up on pit road on the grid up and down it was was there i mean it was it was it was electric uh, best way to put it. Shout out. We were talking about people we met. Paul Swan, super cool dude. Uh, awesome guy who uh, loves to just destroy White Claws on almost a daily basis. I don't know what his problem is with White Claws. But we're going to get to the bottom of it one day. He deletes day. them. Yeah, deletes them. Uh, our boy uh, Scooter Gannett, uh, f- baseball player, MLB player for the Famously for the Cincinnati Reds, who hit four home runs in one game. It's the big one. Yeah, dude's a stud. He is super cool, wearing an awesome, badass Dale Earnhardt shirt. Uh, super nice guy as well. Obviously, Mamba. Mamba's our boy. Ran into him Saturday and Sunday. And, and uh, you said Chris. We, and obviously, Ricky, of course. Yeah, Ricky we had, Stenhouse. We had to see Stenhouse. Always making time to come chill and hang out. A few words with the garage guys. He said he was going to Taco Bell after. I wonder if that actually happened or not. Yeah, he was like, I'll meet you at Taco Bell. Uh, It's the nacho fries thing. Like, we we still have to follow up on our commitment at some point in time to get a Taco Bell sponsorship for Ricky Stenhouse. That has to happen at some point. Um, It it has to be whenever the nacho fries return. Uh, So we're going to get to work on that. We're going to have our people get with his people, then his people will get with our people, and at some point they'll get with the Taco Bell people. But ultimately – Nacho fries, Ricky Stenhouse, they're pretty synonymous, especially in Garage Guys culture. Uh, if you've been a longtime listener of the show, viewer of the show, you already know how the Nacho fries work with Stenhouse. And I just wanted to backpedal a bit. For, for those of you that might not know the name Paul Swan, if you know the guy on Austin Dillon's pit crew that just has the electric hair and just chest hair and gold chain out of this world, that's really, I think, all you have to put together to understand who Paul Swan is. You, you've seen that guy on TV before. You've seen him on on Instagram. Racing Wives is what apparently he, he, was, he was big on, and I actually yes. really did not even know that. I remember that show. I remember that show, but I never watched it. I think it was on, like, CMT. I'm not a big CMT guy, but... Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people have a, 
uh, know Paul from that show, and obviously he's he's become a huge popular guy in the NASCAR industry. What I know him from is being on the Kyle Long show. Why are people wrecking in front of me right now? This is crazy. Jesus. It was They're just all swerving. calm, and now people are swerving. Anyway, uh, Paul Swan was with was on the Kyle Long show, which is a NASCAR podcast. Kyle Long is unretired back in the NFL. Uh, we're, we'll talk to Paul eventually and find out what's going on with that show, if it's done, if it's coming back. But it was a pretty popular show, and those guys would talk just everything NASCAR. So that's what I remember him as, and meeting him in person for the first time. Super cool motherfucker, and uh, we hope to smash some White Claws with him one day. Yeah. I think it'll happen. Probably probably so. I'll gotta definitely get, break out the get Bud Zero. Grax into that party too, right? Gragson has to be there for that, yes. Um, and I guess the last big thing that we can talk about that kind of happened before the race started was uh, this random woman asked to get a picture of Dale and I. We didn't even realize on the way there that we were both matching with Richard Petty gear. Um, until we got into, I think, close to Daytona. I swear, it, it really was not planned. Like no, I, no. I was debating wearing my <laughs> Earnhardt jacket or my Petty jacket, and it was kind of hot. The Earnhardt jacket being black, like absorbing more heat. I was like, and usually I would go shirtless. If I was going shirtless underneath, I was like, that's fine. But since it's Daytona, uh, I was like, ah, I should wear a shirt. We're going to go to the media center, do a few things. You got to give it respect. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm going to wear a shirt for once wear the jacket and the richard petty jacket honestly is like a little uh, surprisingly cooler than you would think like yeah, the material is like nice and cool like if you sweat it honestly is like makes it even like colder it's like a cold sweat it's, it's one like of those like puff jackets so i went with the richard petty jacket and then turns out chase had the richard petty shirt on it was white and it was it was cooler i was gonna wear the uh my my bill elliott uh thunderbat shirt but I was like, I was the same mindset as Dale. I was like, it's really hot. I want to wear lighter colors. And so it just kind of happened. But this woman was like, can I get a picture of you two showing your shirts off? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. The next thing I know, we're walking out. The race is about to start. And our, both of our phones start blowing up. And they had put us on Richard Petty Motorsports social media pages. So huge shout out to RPM. And then, and then today or I say today, you're going to listen to this, Monday comes around, and one of our followers, uh, shout out to Hurricane Salsa on Instagram, he sends me a, a link to a story, and it's that same picture of us, but it's from the actual official Richard Petty account, like his Instagram account. Now, do, does he run it? Probably not. But it, it is the official account for Richard Petty. It's so. the king. Wow. Does this make us princes? That's fucking badass that we got mentioned, put on display on the king's official Instagram. We're princes of NASCAR now. Yeah, absolutely. We're the official princes of NASCAR. We're coming for you, Richard. We're coming for that crown. So we want the crown. We're going to be the kings one day. Trust it. Well, not, not, Probably not, not as good wear of a king hat. as you, obviously. Not as good of a king as Richard. No. He won 200 races. I may have shotgun 200 beers. Probably so. Yeah. I probably have just like typed 200 words like a second on in life, like uh, uh, around the internet somehow, some way. We are we are all the same. Yes. 200 team. Big equivalents. But all right, so that incredible times at Daytona. Shout out Daytona. But let's talk about the race at Daytona. 
This race started out, uh, I think the one thing that we can point out was the package. So they lowered the horsepower on these cars, and the big thing that everyone was talking about was how these guys were going to get in. They were saying it was going to be like a cruise on the interstate for some of these guys, which I find a cruise on the interstate going 185 miles per hour pretty uh, pretty non-typical for your everyday man and woman. It really didn't happen like that at all. No, but, but one thing that we can say is that these guys definitely realized there was a lot of control and maybe realized it a little too much to where we knew that towards the end of this, People were going to get very brave, and that there was going to be some big accidents. And we did get our big one. But uh, so, like, starting off the race, uh, when we first kicked off, we thought that uh, Quinn Half was kicked out, so we did the Deltona Dash. I'm so sorry <laughs> to all the people, the three people. I can't remember who it was. I think uh, I think PK Jared, nine. He was one. Uh, NBA Easy, which is our boy Elijah. And one other person got fucked by that tweet. I apologize, but at the end of the day, we really thought he was out because we were at the race, our phones weren't working, and we looked up at the scoreboard, and on lap, like, 18, it said Quinn Half off. So we thought he just blew an engine and went behind the wall, yeah, which the happens was all the time. Then shout-out to Choose V for saving our asses before we paid these guys out because he tweets us and says, no, 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 it's a roof flap problem. They went behind the wall, were able to fix the roof flap, go back out, and then Mike McDowell blows up, and then you know the rest and is history. Wouldn't so. it wouldn't it be fitting that Mike Mack, the one guy that everyone tries to play at Super Speedway races, he's the first guy to really get out? That's what and was he, crazy. He wins the Daytona 500, finishes last in this race. Actually, unofficially finished last, and then Chris Busher got disqualified, so actually Busher finished last. But for the Daytona Dash, we talked about it early in the week. That guy's getting arrested. I think. Is that There's guy a guy getting arrested on the interstate. Oh, right no, now. just wait. Nah, uh, yeah. DUI. Sobriety test. Wow. Nah, not so fun Tough right there. Tough times. So, um, yeah, so McDowell finished last for the purpose of the Daytona Dash because I said early in the week, if a DQ happens, it's not affecting the Daytona Dash. It would completely drain the fun out of the event. So it is kind of ironic that McDowell was the first car out of the race after winning the Daytona 500. And shout out to the guys who had McDowell in the driver pool. Yeah, for sure. So coming through, uh, I think the was it the stage one winner was Chase Elliott, I believe. I think yeah, Elliott led. I think he led the most laps in the race. Yeah, uh, he, was, he, he, was he was out running. there. Yeah, he was out there in front. Still can't get that Daytona win as he was. You know, he was so close too. Wrecks. And then him and Ryan Blaney had to get into it right at the end. But we'll get there. And I thought was him and Denny and De Benedetto. Eh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, Blaney was behind him, and there was a little. I know Blaney got up in the wall, and then no, 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 no. You you got it all wrong, dude. Oh, I don't know. I saw an Instagram video this morning. It was Pretty literally Elliot in the lead on the outside, Hamlin behind him, and De Benedetto behind them. And Elliott made a bad block Maybe. on Hamlin, and they all hit the wall. Yep, you're probably right, because the car, the 21 and the 12, the, the dyslexia was kicking in. There you go. Okay, that's there fair. We go. 21 has the same sponsors as the 12 sometimes. Got to remember. Got to remember sometimes. But, uh, yeah, that was towards the end of the race. But getting back to this, like, when that happened, I was like, okay, great. So that paid out. Second stage winner, we had Logano. And, I'll, and I remember making the remark to you in the stands, I was like, Elliot Logano is not going to win this race. Yeah, you, you sure it, did. For some reason. And I was like, like, fuck you. That's both of our picks to win. <laughs> why would you say that? It's just the stage winners, man. I don't know why, but I just feel like unless you're at like a track that's very controllable, like the shorter tracks and stuff like that, there's definitely your tracks where you know if somebody's up in the lead that they can hold it for a long time. Well, I feel like the only guy who can win a stage and then go win the race at Daytona 
is Denny Hamlin. Yeah. I think one year in the 500, he did win. Like, he may have won both stages or won a stage and then went on to win. So I felt so I, you're, bad. You're kind of right about that. But they, I mean, Elliot made a bad block, right? I mean, he just yeah. made a bad block, being aggressive. It's he just wanted part, it too bad. It's part of the, the racing package, and they hit the wall. Logano, man, Logano was so strong, dude. I mean, he was confident in the drafts, making great blocks when he was leading, and he just randomly cut a tire down. Wasn't even in the wreck. Just cut a tire down uh, with, you know, 15 to go while leading the race. And I was like, well, fuck me, because if you saw my free card I gave out, Logano at plus 1,000 was my number one pick to win. Um, that sucks. I'm not a big Logano guy, but I did see Logano's wife when we were leaving Pit Road. We did. I saw her walking out, and I said, hey, I just want you to know. I didn't know what she, how she was going to act. I've never met her before, never seen her in person. And I said, I just want you to know I bet on Logano to win tonight. I hope he wins. I guarantee and you then, she probably doesn't even know what a casino is. Well, she looked at me, and she said, she said oh, thank you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, she's nice. She's yeah. nice. That's points for the Logano fam right there. Very nice. Shout Hundo out to P. her. She was very kind. Um, so, and I said, good luck to you guys. Luck was not there. And honestly, if you look at if you look at statistics, Logano in the J in the Daytona fall race has been terrible. Hamlin, the Daytona fall race, terrible. Chase Elliott, Daytona fall race, terrible. Maybe we should have listened to the stats. I don't know. Maybe it's we got, hard to we go with stats. Daytona. Yeah. I, know. I mean, it's just like, what's most likely to happen? Like those guys are all so good at Daytona and Talladega. Like, they're gonna. You you would think Denny Hamlin is due and Joey Logano is due based on their track history. Like they're due to win at one of these play races and didn't happen again. Nope. So. But you know what did happen right at the end? Back to back winner Ryan Blaney comes up. God damn it! With the dub. I love and Blaney, we you know we should have probably taken this into consideration. One thing that you pointed out yesterday was the fact that last time we were in Daytona. We went to Orlando to the Hooters pageant. His girlfriend, Jana Trulio, wins the Miss Hooters pageant of the world. She is Miss Hooters, okay? She wins. Ryan's there, which means Ryan wins. Now we're back in Daytona a few weeks later, and then Ryan wins. Why Why didn't we do that? That Honestly, was dumb on us. I know. I told you that. I had literally thought about that, like, a couple weeks ago. I was like, hmm. Because, I mean, Daytona was has been on my mind for a while. You know, like, this is the one race that's, like, Daytona. super fun race, everything on the line, energy, electricity. And I was thinking about who I was going to pick for Daytona weeks ago. Um, and I was already leaning towards Logano and, and Austin Dillon based on what was on the line, Tyler Reddick. But I did have that moment where I was like, man, that, that, would, be, that would be something. There, I, you know how I always talk about the juju, the irony, the juju that right. happens in NASCAR. I leaned the, to the Earnhardt juju. That's why I wanted to go with the three or the eight. But there were some stats that backed that up. It was a anyway, crazy race. And the it, juju was not there for those guys, but that juju that I had thought about a couple weeks ago happened with fucking Blaney. And honestly, if he hadn't won last week, probably would have considered it more. But... With as much parity and and the level of competition being so high this year, I was like, back to back winners don't happen often. I think the only back to back winner this year has been Larson, and everybody else is just it's just been cut evenly yeah. across the board. But so. he was like a back to back to back to back. Yeah, I think he won four so, in a row if you include the All Star race. So another thing we should have took into consideration is that the amount of meth heads that are in Daytona, the number twelve car, Jeremy Mayfield once drove that, could have been meth energy that propelled the win yeah for the 12 uh, that meth energy man i mean we had that that person in the wheelchair <laughs> scooting backwards 
Maybe she had a, t- a number 12 tattooed on her somewhere. Maybe that we should have gone up and talked to her. If we had gone up and talked to her <laughs> and I'd seen like a 12 tattooed on her, I would have been like, hmm. We okay. have to bet. Maybe we Blaney. need a Matt Blaney because Daytona, a lot of meth heads in the area. Um, it's sad. I guess the number 12 with Mayfield can be synonymous to meth. Is Blaney on meth? No. Okay. I'm just I don't think sure. he's. I don't a, think so. He wouldn't yeah. be a mess guy. I don't think so. Okay, so we we, we can he's rule more, that out. He's definitely more of a, of a beer guy. Yeah, for sure. Heavy for sure. beer guy. Beer and meth are not synonymous. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You don't want to mix those two. But yeah, I mean, also, I mean, if you look at stats, like Blaney has been so good at Daytona Talladega over the past few years, man. I mean, he's won at Talladega twice, uh, finished second in the Daytona 500. Man, he, he's been he's been there. He's one of those guys that we talk about who seems like he's always at the end of these races. Like you rarely see Blaney getting wrecks at these races. He just he's got that magic. He's got that Denny Hamlin, uh, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jr. like magic where they always are there hanging out at the end when all the wrecks happen. And he's, it happened perfectly for him. He's definitely positioned himself to have a great run in the playoffs. Looking into the uh, the the top ten, I guess we would say at Daytona. Pretty awesome that Bubba Wallace, after the disqualification of Chris Busher, Bubba finishes second right there behind Blaney. So yep. that's cool. The one-two yep. combo. The, the BFFs, one-two. All yep. the way. Ryan Newman finished third. It was really the night of the Ryans, man. Yeah, big Once Ryan. Once Chris Busher got disqualified, you got Ryan Newman in third, uh, Priest in fourth, and then Ryan Blaney wins. It's, yeah. it's the it's it was the weekend of Ryan's. Ryan Tona is what we should have called it. That's what we should. Ryan Daryl. Ryan Dale Ryan. Ryan Daryl Ryan, that's it right there. RDR, that's a there new team. That'll be a team in probably like six years. Um, yeah, Ryan Priest finishes fourth. Reddick in fifth. Justin Haley in sixth. A little bit of that colleg energy. My guy, Justin right Haley, there. won me some cash in Xfinity on Saturday, and an exhilarating finish. Fucking like three wide colleg racing finish. One, two, three. I th- well, Jeb may have finished fun. fourth, but dude, those guys. Just a shout out on the Xfinity side. Great win. Colleague. I think that's their third win in a row. Christopher Rice. No, I'm just sorry. Eating second. it up. Yeah, Chris Rice, Matt Colleg, AJ Allmendinger, Jeb Burton, Justin Haley. Taking over the world, dude. Literally taking over the world. Justin Haley is one of the top three restricted plate racers in NASCAR. Not just Xfinity, NASCAR. I mean, this guy, if he gets a good car and cup, man, he's got that magic, dude. He's just been fucking dominant at these tracks. So. And I can't wait to see And he made he a perform. fucking last lap move, side draft, all, Almondinger for the win. That was exhilarating Incredible. watching that on the phone in the car heading to Hooters. I know. I hate. I love it. It's a love-hate thing. I wish I was watching it at Hooters with the Wanted crowd. Wanted to celebrate with the people. But in the car, like, yeah, some fuck face, like, pulled over in front of me and blocked me, and uh, like, in a turn lane. And I couldn't couldn't get past him. The light turned red, and we were stuck watching the race on our phone. So, that's okay. but yeah, um, one down, millions to go. I know you, we we just talked about Justin, but dude, Tyler Reddick, man. Uh, after what happened with him when that one wreck with Truex, he gets in the back of Truex. Smoke is pouring out of the car. It looked like a terminal injury to his race car and to his season. And man, his crew. What a phenomenal fucking job his crew did. I mean, that that's one of the more resilient efforts I've ever seen. To and, and under the red flag, his car is just sitting there, and we look at the screen over in turn one, and there's just a puddle of fluid sitting outside of his race car. And I remember sitting there like, damn, dude, he is fucking toast. Yeah, and the red flag was lifted. He gets back in there. What a just unbelievably resilient job by his team to get him back out there. And they finished fifth. I mean, unbelievable. That eight, they got it straight. 
I was I was really sad, but I'm happy now because like before the race started, we saw him dab, dabbed him up. You know, Red Dog. We love Red Dog over here in these parts. So I'm just happy to see him be able to get into the playoffs. We'll see how he runs out through. Some more of the exciting news, though, uh, of the top tens. What really tripped me out the most, I will say, I, like Alex Bowman finished seventh, Elliott was eighth, BJ McLeod ninth, Josh Balicki tenth. Shout out to those guys. Dude. What That's a run! Awesome. What a run for these these fellows. BJ McLeod, the wrestler guy, uh, the one that looks like he would like the Undertaker's nephew would haunt your nightmares forever. I've heard he's actually a really nice guy. Probably drives a motorcycle. For yeah, fun. but a nice like motorcycle. A uh, he's not at like the bad clubs, you know. Like yeah, he's definitely yeah. not going to roll up at Daytona Bike Week and like try to cut your tires. He's definitely more of the guy that will that you'll think he will, but then he's actually just like, "Hey, your window's a little foggy. Can I clean it for you?" Like a wild hogs guy. Like yeah, a wild, like Tim Tim Allen. Yeah, wild hogs. He motor, would be the intimidating guy. one from there that would ride with, with yeah, Tim yeah. Allen and but the boys. Like, but yeah, like look like he's mean as fuck, but it's like yeah, really. He's cool. a decoy. Yeah. He's there. there and then Josh Balicki, I don't really think there's any type of energy that way for him, but Rick Ware in the top ten. Uh, you had Cody Ware in Deltona Dash. He he did not finish in the top ten, but Josh Balicki out of all of them. I will say this. Uh, I give credit to the uh, to his, his sponsor, the Insurance King. They give him fire fire suits. Like just just exciting looking yeah, fire suits. We saw him at Indy and that fire suit was crazy, dude. All shout out to the Super Speedway and the fire suits. Shout out to Josh. And with BJ, I mean, Rick Ware has been around for a little bit, but shout out to Live Fast Racing. Matt Tift, BJ McLeod co-own this team. Their first year in the Cup Series. They've had, I mean, uh, several top 30 runs. I mean, I think BJ is not a bad driver at the end of the day, dude. He's just been with, you know, low-funded equipment throughout his entire career and has just been grinding and grinding and grinding. Him and Matt Tiff come up with this new team, get started into the next-gen era next year. So, I mean, huge run for them. First ever top ten. Big shout-out to those guys. That's, I mean, that's some fucking money. cool, dude. That's and some somebody – you know somebody took that bet on DraftKings, right? Oh, or yeah. Or like FanDuel or something. Probably plus 5000 for a top ten. Yeah. Plus 4000 and made some money. I hadn't seen any screenshots, but – Probably Somebody dumb. was crazy enough to put a dollar on it, and then it happened. So, shout-out to the degenerate gamblers out there who – uh, helped reap the benefits of that. DraftKings won't be putting those kind of lines up no more. Probably Guaranteed. not. Yeah, Probably not ever again. They're going to look at the stats and be like, oh, not those guys. So, yeah, absolutely wild race. The aero package was great. I mean, I always felt like the aero package was near perfect, uh, even be- before they tweaked it. But with the Logano wreck and uh, even the Newman wreck last year, they've made some tweaks. And, yeah, they limited the horsepower some. But, man, I mean, the cars have so much downforce and can, the drivers have so much control that it gives them a lot of confidence to make bold, daring moves. It's easy to pass, easy to get big runs. This aero package is one of the best uh, super speedway packages I've ever seen in my life. It was life. good fucking racing. I mean, that's what we're there for at the end of the day. I mean, when you go to a super speedway race, fans want to see excitement. They want to see action. And that's exactly what this package provided. So huge shout out to NASCAR for putting that together. And I'm just uh, I'm just not going to buy, like, driver complaints. It's like a lot – there were a few drivers that complained, oh, we got bunched up even more. I just won't – I like driver complaints at other tracks. But when it comes to Daytona and Talladega, no matter what package we have, the same shit happens. Exactly. You know, like the wrecks will happen. Big daring moves, big blocks, they always happen. So, like, I'm just not going to buy driver complaints because this style of racing 
always has the same results. And now we've perfected it to make it more exciting, uh, put more in the driver's hands and more excitement for the fans. I mean, yeah. stage two was crazy, dude. I mean, the intensity and the nervousness I could feel from the people around me waiting for a wreck to happen, and it never happened. I think there was a small wreck with, like, Almirola and Bowman where they spun out. but It was a little bitty one. Nothing crazy, but, man, like, the moves these guys were making, the ability the ability they they displayed to not crash with the dare, the, just the daredevilness was just insane. It was and, awesome And for race. this race specifically, like, this is the last race that the last chance some of these guys had to get in the playoffs. You better not hear any bitching and moaning from drivers because you're going to see that. These guys know this is their last chance. They want to get in. You're going to have those kind of moves. You're going to have them at super speedways regardless. But especially at this race, be prepared for that shit. Don't bitch about it. If you were in that same situation, if you're a high-up driver that's already in the points or whatever, go fuck yourself because you know if you were in their position, you're going to want to do the same shit to try to get your in the best position to make the playoffs well and it's great too because those drivers that are already locked in there I mean it's like they don't have anything to lose right they have yeah. nothing to lose anyway so they race just as hard to get that win and build their playoff resume get those extra playoff points uh, seed yourself higher in the standings come next week at Darlington and it, it, it could make all the difference in the world and you get into the championship and winning the championship I mean we saw that last year Martinsville with Kevin Harvick yeah, uh, gets eliminated at Martinsville by one point. He needed one point to pass. He had to go past Kyle Busch to get that point. Couldn't make it happen. That's why these he playoff took him points out. are so important. I mean, Chase Elliott got a playoff point. Logano got a playoff point. Those two right there, that can make all the difference in the world for their entire season. So Daytona, this is the second year now that it's been like the playoff clinching race. I think it's a success. Like, yeah, it is a little sad that it's not 4th of July anymore. We love traditions here at Garage Guys, but in terms of excitement, energy, you know, pressure and drama, I think it was a huge success. Going from there, just to feed off of that, shout out to the regular season because they came out in the beginning of this year and they said this is going to be the best season yet. That was a Fox campaign, yeah. They best followed ever. that up very well. This has been a great regular season. Now that we're moving into the playoffs, I guess we got to talk a little bit about that. Like the the play like the whole regular season itself. Shout out to Kyle Larson. He won that. Uh, do you kind of view that as a participation trophy or? No. Like, See, I don't actually because the points that come with it. You get 15 extra points from winning that. So like for for Denny Hamlin, I mean that's a huge deal, right? That's there. devastation for him because Denny Hamlin did not win a race in the regular season, but he was so consistent, so up there all year long in the top five, top ten, accumulating points. If he had won that regular season title, then his playoff picture changes dramatically, yes. in my opinion. Uh, and I think in a lot of opinions, because he goes from, I think he has four playoff points to 19. Yeah. So Kyle Larson winning that with already having the most playoff points in the field, I mean, he goes, he just develops a tremendous lead. A tremendous lead. Denny already dropped to start a off ton, man. Denny dropped, I think, like wait, one, two, so three, Denny's four, got five, six spots from that. If I'm looking at be, that, yeah, be, because of the guys that all have wins that are ahead of him and accumulated more playoff points. Yeah, so he'll start off seventh in the points. Uh, guys wild. like Elliott Bowman uh, reap the benefits of winning multiple races. Kyle Busch as well, and just winning more stages. Elliott won some stages. Kyle Busch won some stages. Those guys 
were up there more and they won races. Denny did not. But he's not he's not he's definitely not in a bad spot by any means. But he's gonna have to win if he wants to advance to the championship based on where he's at right now. Hundo um, So let's we're talking about the regular season. It was great. The most parity amongst winners we've seen in a long time. Uh, 14 different winners, which is unbelievable because Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin aren't either one of them. Right. Which is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. But you got guys like like Bowman, Byron win races that I think we thought would be better than they were last year, but not. I mean, Byron. Won, I mean, uh, Bowman won three races in the regular yeah. season. That's incredible. Byron only won one race, but has been so consistent, man. So consistent all year. Almirola gets a win. Uh, McDowell, obviously, in the 500. Christopher Bell, we thought, would you know, win at, a, an, at an oval. He wins at a road course and was very strong with the road courses. So, so much parity, like a lot of big moments, even for guys who didn't make the playoffs. Only three drivers in the playoffs that didn't win a race. That's, I would say that's pretty fucking successful right there well, I for think, some of these Let's guys. see, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. 13 different winners. Reddick, Hamlin. And uh, Harvick are the guys that did not win races. Did not win a race, and they're in. That is a successful playoff campaign. And think about the moments for some of these other guys, though, like that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, who almost did. Okay, Daniel Suarez. Remember how dominant he was at the Bristol Dirt Race? Fin- yeah. I think he finished second or that third. That was nuts. Oh, my God. He was so good. Uh, usually, what ha- I mean, with, since this playoff format has been implemented, I feel like we don't have those moments for guys outside the top 16. Usually, you got. 10 guys that are really good, and then everybody else is just bleh, like points their way in. Way different this year with all these different winners. And then you have guys who didn't make the playoffs who had really close or near awesome moments, I should say. Benedetto almost wins at Talladega. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse had a couple and was really fast. Stenhouse finished second in the Bristol Dirt Race, actually. Yeah. And then uh, was really fast at Nashville. Ross Chastain, really fast at Nashville. Uh, I mean, Chase Briscoe almost won at the Indianapolis Road Course. Oh, so think about all these moments that could have happened and almost did for a bunch of guys that were competitive. I mean, Bubba Wallace, I mean, up there, he he 21st in the points. He had a few good runs, uh, was really strong at Daytona earlier this year. So, I mean, you could put it either way. Austin Dillon, it, maybe the caution doesn't come out. He wins. He gets in the playoffs. Yeah, he was up Day there. one. So. It's Great a, regular season, man. It's crazy to think about. But looking at these drivers now, I'm just going to go ahead and name them out. We've got Kyle Larson, Martin Truex, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, Eric Amarola, Tyler Reddick, and Kevin Harvick. And we've got three races coming up before the cutoff line. That's Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol. I think it's time for us to uh, to pick Let's our, get some our guys. Let's see yeah. who's going to be out of this thing. All right, so, yeah, first thing, uh, who, so who do you think? Who do you think is going to be the first four drivers out of the playoffs once we leave Bristol? So if we're looking at the races we have coming up, obviously, with Darlington and Richmond, Bristol, we got So we Bristol's got three, your cutoff race. Kinda, kinda, basically, we'll, say, we'll lump them into short track categories. Um, That's fair. So it, with Darlington kind of being the exception, I guess. But if we're looking here, I remember, you know, Martin Truex Jr. did win at, at uh, Darlington uh, in May. That was our first race of the tour that we started. That was, uh, that was a wild one, and he dominated the hell out of that track. I can see him being strong. Almost got chased down by Larson, but held on to it. Very so, close. All right, well, but if I'm going to go with four, I, the four worst guys out of these next three races, who do you think are going to be? I'm going to go ahead and, and just be straight up. Michael McDowell's out. 
I uh, see him not making it past Bristol. Um, I can see uh, Eric Amarola not making it past Bristol. The other one probably, and th this is going to be the one that, that I might get a little disagreement on, uh, Kurt Busch. I don't think that he's going to make it through. And then my last one, um, I, I don't really think that Christopher Bell is going to be able to make it. So in total, that's Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, Eric Amarola, and Kurt Busch. Um, first I, four out. Yeah, that's my first four out of the playoffs after Bristol. I really feel like Kevin Harvick is going to find a way to position himself as well as Tyler Reddick. And, and if you look at the standings between 11th and 14th, I think it's going to be easy for those four guys to get shuffled out of this one. Those are not, those are, those are not bad picks, I don't think. Um, so I, I'm, I'm with you on a couple of those, but I think it's, a, it's consensus, and I think everybody would be stunned if Michael McDowell made it to the top 12. There's going to have to be a lot that happens maybe uh, they maybe advance. they put some money aside from uh from from Daytona that, that just, we don't know and about. It's weighted, yep, and they're investing everything they got into these three races. It could be possible, but here's the deal. McDowell's going to be out. Uh that's the obvious one. Um I actually think Tyler Reddick, I love Reddick, but his t there's a reason why he's 16th in points, right? Like Damn. Uh, I guess he's technically seated 15th, but uh, when it came to points in the regular season, he was the last guy in. There's a reason why he was there. Uh, inconsistent all year long. He's had a few top fives, a few top tens, but just hasn't been a legitimate enough of a contender just yet uh, to where I think that he'll advance into the round of 12. So I'm going McDowell. I'm going Reddick. Um, I think C. Bell and Almirola get through. I think Almirola is, is going to surprise people that I would say that. But with the aero package, we're going to see the same exact aero package of these next three tracks, uh, more of the, the short track aero package, 750 horsepower, low downforce. Almirola's team has been really good at these type of tracks. Uh, always has been good at New Hampshire, ran super, or Richmond, I should say, ran super well there earlier this year, was really good at Nashville, and obviously won New Hampshire. So... I think Richmond is going to be a great track for Almirola. Darlington would be the one I'd be concerned about for those guys. But, excuse me, I just ate a Whopper, and it's uh, Whopper. very burpy right now. Very burpy right now. We literally a, went a to mistake. a gas station that had a Burger King, and it was, like, conjoined. Like, oh it was together as one. It was Gotta very weird. Here. Very wild. I'm going to come back at you, though. I think Reddick's done yet. I, I know, but I think Reddick's going to make his statement at Darlington because that is one of the tracks that he has been decent at. Um, I know that his first race in 2020 there, he had a top 10. I think he finished P7. And then kind of looking around, he had two. He had one rough finish there, finished in 23rd in September of 2020. Uh, started in 10th, finished 12th at this past, uh, past race in May. So and the then, 12th just isn't going to get it done, especially where he's at in the points. But what we would hope to see him push for that top 10, and I think that if there is a track, I think right off the bat, Reddick's going to come out strong at Darlington, knowing that he's got to be running up front. He'll, he should, we should definitely see him be aggressive. I'll say that yeah, much. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But So I'm going to go McDowell. I'm with you on Kurt Busch, too. Uh, same kind of deal. Kurt's had a lot of bad luck this year, uh, and I, I just I, – I, Sometimes those clouds just don't go away for these guys. I know he got one win in Atlanta, which was cool, but they've had a lot of shit luck throughout the year that just seems like it just it, it will not go away. So I'm going McDowell, Kurt, uh, Reddick, 
and this is going to be the big surprise. Brad Keselowski is going to be eliminated after week one. Or after, not week one, after uh, round one. He's kind of given up a bit, you think? I just, something just hasn't been there. Uh, And obviously it's his his swan song with Team Penske, uh, final tour, final playoff run with these guys. Had a great career with Team Penske. Probably is going to win Talladega again, but, man, I just, the success just has not been there. Um, Richmond was a really good track for them last year. Bristol, Darlington, so-so. Uh, I think Keselowski just – I'm feel i feeling some juju there. And there's always a surprise guy, I feel like, that gets eliminated early every year. I think Keselowski will be that surprise guy. So I'm going Keselowski, Kurt, uh, McDowell, and Reddick to be my four guys eliminated. Red Dog probably is going to curse your name now. That's okay. I love um, Reddick, man. I just – I need – we need we got to see more. We got to see more. And may, maybe he'll emerge. He's a I, hell of a driver. But for me, it's more about the, the speed that the team's – brought to the track understood on that and i mean you look back to rcr was decent i mean what, what was the one race where austin dillon was just killing it last year i think it was richmond he was running really well darlington actually and darlington darlington so both he, of those darlington he finished second he almost caught harvick he was close like the last lap closed no cigar right there that was a heartbreaker race for me and my bettings uh that was that was not fun but uh with keselowski like like you said like he ran really he ran really well at richmond and then with bristol too man i mean like penske you know they they it was the dirt race earlier in the year so you can't really compare but like penske usually is decent at those short tracks those two so with richmond and bristol being right there on it like i do feel like brad has a little bit more hope and that's kind of why i didn't want to mention him and penske in my, has my had four. has has been solid at bristol over the years i will say that and obviously like i said brad was really strong at richmond last year I think but he, i do like where won. you're coming from though with it because of just how the last what maybe like six or seven races have went with brad he just seems like he's tapped out but but at any moment I do feel like he could pop up and be like in Richmond or in Bristol and maybe just sneak a win because he is the clutch master. Let's he be real. really is. He's a guy that would that benefits with Talladega being in the playoffs because he's much always so. there at the end there at that track and has had a clutch win there before. That's becoming Blaney's playground. Oh like yeah, he, he's turning into a great super speedway racer. Oh and and he has been he has been since like 2018 and I hate myself kind of for ignoring him. Uh, Why do we do that? Yeah, and the juju with the pageant. We should have fucking known. But we're past that. So we have our picks. Uh, You heard them there first on who we both think are going to be the first four out. We want to know yours. Uh, Yeah. Comment below. uh, Join the Discord. Let's talk about it. We got all the channels. Say whatever the fuck you want. But I want to know your four picks. We'll probably engage that this week at some point. But comment in the YouTube uh, video below. Oh shit, we're not doing YouTube. God damn it. It's okay. okay. Go we're to not on YouTube right now. Go to the Discord. It's I want so to throw not doing this videos. in too. I think this will be really cool to do. Right now, you're listening to this. You made it this far in the podcast. Great. We love you. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe here on Apple uh, Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, make sure you give us a follow. And I want to throw this in there as a sweetener for our four guys that we think are going to get knocked out first out of the NASCAR playoffs. If you right now get over to Twitter. The first person that tweets at us with their four guys that they think are going to get eliminated, if you're the first person to tweet the group of four that actually gets eliminated, you will get a free shitty coolers bucket insert. Uh, it is the intoxicator. 
It's the one that I sit on a lot. The one you've seen Dale sit on before as Sexy well. Sexy ass yellow with some purplish it, splatter on it. It's Ooh. got the Dale vibe. It's got a little Dale Earnhardt vibe it's to like it. It's like neon Dale. It's not the intimidator. It's the intoxicator. But that's to sweeten the deal. If you are the first person to tweet at us, we will be checking timestamps. You're the first person to tweet at us the with correct the correct four. four. You have to have all four guys, and we will be checking the timestamps. And it's not for everyone. It's just the first person that tweets them at us. So you got a lot of time to get this done. you got three weeks to get this done. We're going to keep up with it. First person to do that and gets it correct will get a free Shitty Cooler Intoxicator Bucket insert. You heard it here and exclusively here on the podcast. So we'll know who the real ones are. Uh, after this one goes, but, yeah, that bucket insert's worth about eight billion dollars, and it's so a seat. That's that's quite a steal, and it's a seat. Eight billion dollar bucket insert, and you if if you don't want to play along, that's fine. Fuck you. You can go to shittycoolers.com and use promo code Garage Guys and get fifteen percent off of one, or you can play along in this contest and compete to get a free one. So you get the glory of being first and a bucket insert. If you order it off shittycoolers.com, you save 15% and pay for the bucket insert. Either way works. Just trying to help you out there, Garage Fam. But uh, Only it, here to help. That's it. It's been a real one. Uh, we're still on road. All right. One more thing, though. What so we got? Darlington's going to be fun. Just a heads up. We're not going to be there anymore. Mm. Uh, we're taking a two-week hiatus from traveling. Uh, to kind of sort some things out. Hurricane just hit kind of where both of our homes yes, are at. big shout-out to everybody uh, back in Louisiana. Send your thoughts and condolences to the state of Louisiana. There's a lot of people in need. Um, it's, it's some real sad shit going on, and and uh, hopefully the rebuild effort will be will be fast. And, and That's it. And I'm just think you just got to yeah. think about those people, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's shitty seeing the decimation and destruction that, that happens with these hurricanes, but – uh, all we can do is just send our best efforts and donate, help in any way you can, and yes, uh, that will we'll be occupied with uh, some hurricane stuff probably over the next two weeks. So Absolutely. just a heads up on that. Being uh, being in Louisiana, growing up through Katrina, and just it's uh, grow if you grow up through it and you went through a very disastrous storm, it's uh, it it hits home a little bit differently. So yeah, definitely keep everybody in your prayers or send good energy, whatever you believe in. I don't care as long as it's good, positive energy. Send it our way. Well said. Um, and so, uh, I'll continue. Continue. But I was just gonna say, yeah, just huge shout out, Louisiana strong as always, and uh, it, it's just very wild that it was on the 20th anniversary of Katrina as well. That this kind of struck, but the future improvement 16th anniversary yeah 2005 i think was katrina that's right i was 13 it's crazy to just think back to those days man i was there i was in i was down in south mississippi about we were around the same area yeah yeah. about an hour and a half from new orleans so i i mean we didn't get it as bad as louisiana did but um yeah i mean we've we've both seen the impacts these hurricanes over our lifetimes and it's it's crazy that's it's absolutely crazy but uh speaking of good energy Let's go back. One more topic before we go here. Uh, now that the playoffs have commenced, uh, we'll kick off Friday night, or I'm sorry, this weekend on Sunday. We talked about who we think our first four guys out are going to be. Who do you think right now are, are going to be the last four guys in Phoenix to win the championship? And then who's your pick to win the uh, title? We're getting heavy. Okay. So we got to give our predictions now. We can't wait until Darlington. You know? If I'm looking at four guys right now, just off the top of my head, I mean, obviously Kyle Larson is one of them. I'm going to go with uh, Chase Elliott being my second. Uh, I'm going to have to look to, man, 
I want to, you know what? I'm going to go with Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. It's going to sound so cliche. Alex Bowman, and then my fourth guy will have to be Ryan Blaney. That's my four guys that I think are going to make. I think it's going to be a very young playoff contending Youthful. year. All right, one more time. Who are those four guys? So I've got Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney. That's okay. my four guys. So three Hendrick guys and one Penske guy. That's it. All right. I'm go. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, you got to go with Larson. Uh, he's got. We talked about the regular season, and, he, and that the participation trophy thing. It's not a participation trophy. It's because, a regular season trophy. But the, it's awesome. It's a cool looking trophy too. But I remember Kevin Harvey just being like, "Uh." Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. But the biggest deal about it is the fucking points that come with it, man. Right. I mean, the points, the extra 15, 15 playoff points extra. are huge. And with the with the lead that Larson has already built on that, I mean, he is almost a certain lock to get in. He would have to have a Kevin Harvick-like the catastrophe to happen to him to not make it. And with how good he's been all season long at almost every single track, I just don't see it. So Larson's in. And then I'm going to go with William Byron. Okay, I think people, a lot of people won't agree with this, but every year in this format, there's always a guy that points his way in. Like the not-so-sexy pick who wins a lot of races but is consistent and runs well everywhere. That's been William Byron. The guy has been so strong. I know he only has one win, but he has been consistent everywhere throughout all the, the entire season. I really think William Byron will get his way into the Final Four. So Larson and Byron, two Hendrick guys. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Because one of the themes of this system ever since the chase started in 2004 is getting hot at the right time. Yes. And that's Blaney. Two wins in a row. He's strong at places like Talladega, Martinsville. He was pretty good at Phoenix earlier this year. Uh, and don't, Kansas. Don't Kansas forget the TG12 method. The TG12. Yep. Ever since we talked to Todd Gordon, he's been one of the most consistent guys. So, yeah, we're going to take credit for that. But. Blaney 100%. is the guy, him and TG12 getting hot at the right fucking time. That's what it takes to win in the NASCAR playoff format. So, Ryan Blaney, and then I'm going with KFB. Just like William Byron, KFB has been consistent just about everywhere, man. Speed. Uh, he's had it. Obviously, the driver talent's there, two-time champion. Big chip on his shoulder when it comes to what happened last year. Has been a great bounce back season. Still not as good as what a typical Kyle Busch season would be, but the consistency is there. He's got a lot of playoff points built up. He'll be there at the end. So my you four guys. Me, you got me sweating now because I'm like sitting over here thinking of like how productive his social media has yeah. been and how cocky he's yeah. been. And I'm like, damn, who should I remove from right. <laughs> from my four? <laughs> See, I just don't. I don't think your four is bad. There's a lot of people thinking Bowman is like the dark horse to win it all. Yeah, uh, especially in those later races with the short with the short pack. Look at that. Bowman can just. I come cannot up talk in this fucking podcast while I'm driving. <laughs> I feel dangerous. But here's the deal with Bowman. The short track package, yeah. the 48 team has been really good at those. And you come to the end of the year with Phoenix, or Martinsville, and then Phoenix. That could be that could bode well for those guys. That would be some shit so, if he yeah. could do it in his hometown. No doubt. So uh, you had Bowman. I got Byron instead. So my four guys, Kyle Busch, Byron, Larson, and Ryan Blaney. And mine, again, are Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney. Well, so. we hope one of us gets it right, but Let's it never happens like that. Here well, comes I mean, we do have baby. we do have some similarities, but uh, we're both well, on Blaney and Larson. That's it. So we'll see we'll see how it all shakes out. But uh, that's been a show. 
We're going to go ahead and sign off now. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Again, remember, shittycoolers.com, promo code GARAGEGUYS, save 15% off. And don't forget the contest. Let us know who the first guys out of the playoffs are going to be. If you're the first person to tweet it at us and it is correct, you will get a shitty cooler intoxicator bucket insert. So don't forget it. And remember, rate, review, subscribe here, Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and subscribe on YouTube for the hell of it. We will be back there for the DFS preview show coming up next week for Darlington. All right, so that's it. Signing off. Uh, Sports Profit Repeat. Keep everybody in Louisiana in your prayers and send good energy, all the goods. Uh, now, Now we're back to road. Goodbye, everybody. Dale loves you.